Last episode, we established that we build our lives on our identity much the same way a house is built on a foundation. Who you believe you are is what you build upon, right? Many of my clients have come to the realization that what they have built their lives on is not solid. Like if it can be taken away, if you can lose it, whether it's a relationship, a possession, or a position, if you can lose it, it's not solid. As Christian women, we know that He is the solid foundation of our lives. We belong to Him. We learn to build on that identity. Every part of our lives should rise out of that identity. Well, today I want to continue our series by talking about knowing Him. It's one thing to build our life on the identity that we belong to Him, but just knowing Him. Why is that important? And how do you get to know Him? Let's talk about it. Are you tired of feeling like you never measure up? Are you tired of setting goals but giving up on yourself before you ever cross the finish line? Are you ready to live a life that you actually enjoy? Oh, girl, you're in the right place. Are you ready to experience confidence like you never have before? You are in the right place. God made you powerful and capable. And if you struggle to see yourself that way, I believe it's because your self-image has become distorted. My name is Tina Feemster. I'm a trained and certified Christian self-image coach, and God has placed a call on my heart to reach Christian women who struggle with how they see themselves. When you learn the truth about who you are in Him and who He is in you, your whole life will be renewed and improved in a way that only God can orchestrate. I'm going to help you discover the incredible way that God put you together. Settle in, sis, and get cozy. We're going to talk about it. Oh, welcome back to all of you who have been with me for a little bit. You're tuning in every week. I so appreciate you. And those of you that are new uh, to the podcast, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. So I've read a few biographies. I'm not a big biography reader. I don't really prefer uh, biographies, but I did enjoy the one from Mike Lindell, the one called What Are the Odds? I highly recommend that book if you haven't read it already. You're going to learn a whole lot about him that you just probably never even imagined. He talked about his family, how he built his business. He shared his struggle with addiction. And let me tell you, there's a lot of that that's going to blow your mind. Uh, his trips to Mexico. <laughs> it, there's some crazy twists and turns. But I learned a whole lot about him that I never knew. And, you know, I've heard him speak on a few occasions. But the truth is, I don't know him. He doesn't know me. I've never been introduced to him and we don't have a personal relationship. Knowing about someone is obviously not the same as knowing someone. I know a lot more about Mike Lindell now that I've read his book, but I don't know him. And it would not be fair to say that I know Mike Lindell even if we were introduced to one another. Like just an introduction isn't enough to know someone, truly know them. You have to go beyond the introduction. Think about it. We have been introduced to Jesus. 
we came into a relationship with him, but now we want to grow that relationship so that we can get to know him better, know his preferences, how he operates, what he likes, what he dislikes. We need to know him. First John chapter two has a sobering scripture. It says, whoever says I know him, but doesn't keep his commandments is a liar. Guys, we need to know him. We need to know where our boundaries are in this relationship. We need to know what he wants from us. We need to be able to follow him and do his will, keep his commandments. I don't want to be made out to be a liar here. Y'all, salvation is just the beginning of this journey, and we have a lot to learn, and it's exciting, and it should be a a joyful experience. (laughs) When I was growing up, I was a but why kid, you know, you have a but why kid. I've ha- I've got some but why kids uh, myself, but growing up, my parents would say, do this. And I would ask, but why? To which they would respond most often because I said so. <laughs> and that answer never, ever satisfied me. I'm going to admit that even as a parent, I used that answer because it was convenient and it just kind of settled it. There was no more arguing after that. And I just kind of got out of the, the uh, situation with the kids, like, just go do it because I said so. But it never satisfied me as the one who was asking, but why? I needed to know the reason behind what I was doing. I ask, but why? Because I need evidence that my efforts are worth whatever it is I'm, I'm being asked to do. Well, we don't get too far into the New Testament before Jesus answers my, but why? <laughs> and gives me solid evidence for growing my relationship with him. Why is this growing my relationship with him so important? In Matthew chapter seven, he says, many will say to me, get that like many not a few, but many. That's sobering to me. Many will say to me, Lord, we did this and we did that in your name. And then I, the Lord says, I will say to them, depart from me. I never knew you. Oh man, I don't want that kind of a life. I want, I want to know him. I want him to know me. I want a relationship, um, an intimate relationship with him. We go on in the New Testament, in John chapter 17, Jesus says, Now this is eternal life, that they know you, Father, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent, that they know you. As we can see in both of these passages, knowing him is important. If we stop at salvation, we've missed it. We've made it just about us, just about escaping hell, about us getting into heaven. We've made it all about us. But if we grow in relationship with him, we're making it about the overall journey, right? Like we're coming into this relationship with him. It's no longer about what we're trying to escape. It's what we're trying to grow with him, to really fall in love with him and get to know who he is. We want to learn how to function as a daughter of the king. I mean, we're under his reign, his lordship, his governance. When we accept him, we we come underneath his lordship. We need to know what to do and what not to do. This is the best relationship we could ever have. I mean, think about it. 
the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the I am, <laughs> wants to have a relationship with us. Oh, y'all, that's huge. That is so huge. It's the best relationship we could ever have. We were made for this relationship. And joy should be found in this relationship. This isn't a heaviness of getting to know him. It's a joy in the journey kind of relationship. I spent a lot of my years before I came into a relationship with the Lord, just practicing a religion, just jumping through the hoops, just checking the boxes, reading my Bible so he wouldn't be mad, saying a prayer so he wouldn't be mad at me, just all of these religious practices, going to church because that's what I was supposed to do, going through the motions to keep him from being angry with me. But once I got a taste of what it meant to be in a relationship with him, I had to have more. You know, that scripture says, taste of the Lord and see that he is good. That's what I got. I got, just got a taste of what a relationship with him feels like, what it is. And I just knew I needed more and more. Religion, I remember, made it very difficult for me to trust him. Um, for the most part, I was just afraid of him. And it's difficult to trust someone that you don't really know. But as you get to know him and you come into a true relationship with him, beyond the salvation, I'm talking about beyond the acceptance of him, when you really just kind of turn, not kind of, but truly turn your life over to him, it changes all of that. The more I know him, the more I trust him. And now I know him as a loving father, not a finger-pointing disciplinarian that is just, you know, angry with me and, and uh, wants to correct me all the time. Now any correction that he brings to me feels like love. It's a, it's a different kind of um, feeling in my heart. It's not anger. But I had to learn who he is in order to get to this place. And, and I'm still learning who he is. I'm still learning how to bring my behavior and my choices under his leadership and do things his way. It is a surrender every single day. And I can tell you that I, there have been many, many days of my life I have not had my surrendering under his leadership happen. It's been me doing my own thing in my way and letting my insecurities and my uh, failure to live up to what he uh, asked of us in the scripture. I've, I've had my way with my life and that's, it never turns out good, right? <laughs> Listen, if you're practicing more religion than relationship and you want to have a deeper connection with connection with him, I would just encourage you to simply ask him. That's what I did. I just simply asked him and I had such a desire to know him more. I was around people who knew him more, people who would come into relationship and they had something I wanted. And so I just asked him. Jeremiah 29 and 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And that's the place I got to. It was just such a hunger and a desire to know this person of God that my friends, these people I was hanging out with knew. 
I wanted to know him the way they knew him. In that particular passage of scripture, Jeremiah 29, 13, when you seek me with all of your heart, of course, it's not talking about our, you know, heart organ that beats in our chest and sends blood pumping around our body. It's not talking about that. It's talking about the deep seat of our soul. And it, the original language means as a vital necessity, like you have to have this, like you have to have him like breath in your body kind of a need. Have you ever heard that old worship song uh, based on Psalm 42, As the Deer? It goes something like, As the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longeth after thee. Do you remember that old song? You, O Lord, are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. That's the kind of vital necessity that Jeremiah is writing about. It's a desperation for him, like a deer who's thirsty, panting for water. That's the desperation and the vital necessity that Jeremiah is talking about. And that's where I got, that's the place I got to. I was just, I just had such a hunger and desire. I woke up thinking about the Lord. I went to bed thinking about the Lord. I was focused on him throughout the day. I wanted to do things that were pleasing to him. And I wanted to hear his voice. I just prayed off and on all day long. So maybe you're like I was where you're, you're getting that hunger and that desire on the inside of you to really grow your relationship with him. I want to give you an idea of some things that you can do to help grow that relationship you have with the Lord. The first thing I would suggest is that you just start talking to him, like pray, you know, pray and be real before him, like be really authentic and tell him. Like I remember when I was first starting to read the scripture, I, and I'm talking about reading the scripture to really learn it. I wanted to enjoy my time in the scripture and I didn't like, it was just a big old history book with a lot of these thous and henceforths. And I did not enjoy my time in the word. So one of the first things I did was just admit that to God. I said, I really don't enjoy reading uh, the scripture, but I want to. And so when you are building your relationship with him, start off just like you would any other healthy relationship by being real. And listen, we can't pretend or um, impress him with anything. He's not, he can't be impressed. He's God and pretending doesn't work because he knows everything. The scripture says that he knows our thoughts. And so don't, don't worry about being anything except authentic and real. Be completely authentic with him. You can't pretend your way out and fool him. He can't be fooled. <laughs> the second thing that I would suggest, and you know, as you're praying and asking God to show you who he is, is that you get into the word. The word is the best resource we have. It's the most reliable resource we have to learn about who God is. The Bible reveals to us who he is, his character, the things that he, the ways that he operates, the ways of his kingdom. He is the king of kings. He has a kingdom and we are a part of it. And there is a particular, um, process that he goes through. There are laws in his kingdom and the scripture will teach you about that. And you'll learn of his character and you'll learn who he is and how he operates. David Jeremiah 
um, has an article called The Names of God and Why They Matter. I'll put the link in the show notes for you, but it's such a great read. I hope you'll go and take a look at it because it's going to teach you so much about who God is. It's great. The third thing that I would um, suggest that you do is that you keep your heart open to him throughout the day. Yes, it's good to have that time of prayer, you know, in the morning or at night, but you can pray all day. The scripture says to pray without ceasing. Keep your heart open all day long. Invite him into every single part of your life and look for him to show up. You know, he, he shows up in the, in the most subtle of ways sometimes, and you know that it's him and you can, you can practice praying and asking him to answer prayers and, uh, letting him show you who he is. I'm going to be honest here. I started when I first really started praying to God, like on a continual basis, not like I'm, I'm saying praying like in communication with him not praying for a rescue, right? I mean, I prayed when I needed him to rescue me from something, (laughs) my bad decisions, I would pray. But no, when I really came into relationship with the Lord, I began to just communicate with him throughout the day. I'd pull into a parking lot and I'd say, Lord, I need a good parking spot because I had kids to get out of the car. I had kids to put back in the car. I had groceries to put in and all, you know, it was, it was a lot. And so I would say, Lord, I'm just thanking you for a good parking spot. And I'm telling you, it would, it would open up right at the front. My husband and I, when we got married, this is my second marriage. And, um, when he and I got married, he's, he's, wasn't necessarily used to that type of living or praying. And we would pull into the Walmart parking lot and I would say, Lord, Lord, I just thank you for a good parking spot. And it would be right there at the front, like the first slot. And he's like, I don't know how you do that. And I say, well, the Lord, here's my prayer. And he answers my prayer. (laughs) So invite him into every part of your life and watch him show up. It is so cool. Then I would say, practice hearing him. I've had to turn off lots of distractions around me to increase my ability to hear him. Like if we always had the TV blaring or the music on or, you know, whatever, listening to podcasts and that kind of thing, there's just so much noise around us. It's very difficult to hear through all of that noise, um, to hear his voice. His voice is not typically booming and loud, at least not to me. It's soft and it's gentle and it's a whisper. It's a nudge in my heart. It's, you will learn his voice, practice it. And it's not unusual for him to teach you how to hear him through simple things. So if you think that he's saying something to you, call someone or do something, and it's not a big deal. It's, it's not like earth shattering, but you feel that nudging, follow through with it because he's going to teach you that is me. That's me talking to you. That's my voice so that you can recognize it. All right, guys, grow that relationship that you, with you, that you have, blah, blah, blah. I'm getting tongue tied here at the very end, but grow that relationship you have with him. It is worth it. We, um, we want to come into relationship with him be introduced to him, get this thing started, but then we want to go deeper and really build that relationship 
and uh, just make it a joyful journey with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Wow, when you think about that, we really get to have this amazing relationship with Him. You guys have a great day. I'll see you next time. If you've enjoyed our time together today, please don't keep it to yourself. Spread the love and share the episode with a friend who could use a boost of inspiration, some revelation. That would be awesome. Also, request to join our free Facebook community. It's called Renewed and Radiant. You'll find the link in our show notes for this episode. We would love to have you join us. And one more thing. If you have found value in our conversation today, would you please take a moment and leave a review? Scroll all the way down on your device and click write a review. It's a little bitty spot way at the bottom. If you could leave a review, that would help me reach more ladies who need to join our community of faith-driven self-image warriors. Until next time, my friends, stay blessed, stay radiant, and always remember that your self-image is a masterpiece being revealed. I'll catch you in the next episode.